Hey everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, oh my goodness, it is the new year. It's 2021. We're going to turn up. We're going to turn out. We're going to show this year what's good. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And can you believe that our podcast is still moving and shaking, baby? I know. So grateful. So grateful. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2021. It's time to turn a new leaf. And we are beyond excited because we could not show up for New Year's Day without having a banger, someone to really inspire you, motivate you, feel like this is the fresh start that you need, and to really kind of like catapult you and make you feel really good about moving into your business. So I'm not even playing games. I'm ready. Don't play. I'm ready to start right now. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So you already know him and love him. He's been on our podcast before and seriously, one of my favorite favorite people. The last time we had him on our podcast, I know you did Jay and I did too, but the DMs that I received from our listeners were just like so beyond. And so we had to have him back for this New Year's Day episode. So welcome our dear friend, the amazing Kelly Cardenas. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the show. And I, I love what you guys are doing. No stylist left behind. I mean, both of you guys, the, the, um, the, the energy between both of you is just phenomenal. And thank you for what you're doing for the industry. Oh, thank you. And listen, I'm so happy you're back because everyone, you already know if you listen to the podcast and if you didn't go back, my soul was awakened and I didn't even realize what was really a part of that podcast, we always plan it, right? And we're like, oh, this is the way it's going to go. But no, like my soul was like lifted with you, Kelly. So I will remember that day for the rest of my life. It was so magical. So Mm. welcome back. Hi, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) So before we kind of dive into, I know we've got some really good stuff that we're going to talk about. But first, I want to kind of just check in with you, Kelly, and see how you're doing, how everything has been going. Obviously in 2020, it was a year. Let's just say that it was a year for everyone. And I know that you have some salons and you know, obviously you've been hustling and grinding and doing the damn thing with your business. So how, how has everything been for you moving through 2020 and now kind of pushing through 2021? Well, I, I, one of my buddies, his name is uh, Eric Strickland. Uh, he was, um, you know, I grew up with him. He played in the NBA and then uh, he was one of the only uh, um, people in Nebraska to be drafted in the Major League Baseball to uh, uh, be drafted for the NFL and the NBA wow. at the same time. And he had the choice between all of them. And he chose the NBA because of the collective bargaining agreement. And then his first year in was in 1996. And he had to play against Michael Jordan in 1996 and guard him. Mm-hmm. And he was a rookie. And uh, when he went in, I was like, man, is it crazy? Because he come, come, came from my town. He's one year older. And he's guarding Jordan in his prime in 96. Right. And I asked him, I said, how was it? And he said, well, Kel, when I was uh, you know, 11, 12 years old, I was in, uh, my dad would take me to the base gym. And he would make me play against 19 and 21 year old guys. And they were men. And he wouldn't have them, he wouldn't tell them anything. He would, wouldn't have them ease up on me. They would work me. And he said, so by the time that I got to high school and I was 16 years old playing against 16 year olds, it was child's play for me because I had fought men. Mm. 
And so what I want to let you know for 2020, uh, 2020, although there was impacts and things like that, um, I mean, my whole life I've been fighting men. So mm, these, wow. little, these little boys that pop their head up in 2020, I, I mean, not to say that we didn't take impacts, but I mean, again, like I had been fighting men my whole entire life. So when yeah. these kids came up and they wanted to pick a fight, um, it was, it, it was silly. Um, and, you know, and so my, my whole life prepared me, uh, for 2020 and, um, you know, not to say everything was perfect. It wasn't, but my outlook was different because of the things that I'd gone through throughout my life. So, um, you know, that, I, I think the biggest thing is that, um, 2020 didn't, um, forge any character. It just exposed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it exposed a lot of things that maybe we weren't maybe doing the best, you know, in our business and it exposed yeah. holes in my boat, in my business. Um, I got a chance to be able to look at it a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to say that the, the stylists within the company are happy and healthy. And, uh, we've been very, very blessed through the time. Wow. Woo. Already coming in high. And that's what we expect for 2021. I know that's for me. I'm like, don't play with me. Let's go. And I know that it did awaken us. There were moments through 2020 that challenged us more, say for my generation, right? Because we've never, ever, we heard about the story, but we never really lived it. Right. So those feelings and the things in our business, like we had to wake up And if we were serious, we were going to show up. But I love that you talked about trusting your life credibility and the the things that you move and shake. But you also, you know, pointed out that you had hits into your business. Mm -hmm. And what I want to ask is from your experience through your career and now moving into 2021, how can people profit with restrictions and making less money in sales? Well, I think it's just three words, right? Three words. And these are the three things the industry has not been talking about. They don't talk about, and they always run from it all the time. And it's pace, pace, pace. Because hairdressers are slow. I want you to understand that. Like hairdressers are slow and we're slow by nature and we have been, we have been coddled. We have been, uh, it's okay to be slow. People come into our salon and they're like, oh wow, he's running 15 minutes over. That's normal. That's not normal. And we've got to get to a point in our, in, in where we're at. And when I'm coming in hot like this, I don't want you to think that I'm insensitive in it, but I want you to realize that, that people, and there's all, the number one excuse, Jay, you know what the number one excuse for being slow is? What? Take a wild guess. Um, when I tell a kid they're slow, what do they tell me back? I don't know because I don't live in that space. I haven't been taught. <laughs> I haven't been taught. That could be one. They tell me they're a perfectionist. They tell oh, me I'm a perfectionist. Oh. No, 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 no. You ain't a perfectionist. You're just slow. And right. hairdressers are slow by nature. And yeah. when I say this, what, what, uh, what I want us to look at is it's pace, 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 pace. I mean, wh- when I'm saying this, like when I go to Vegas, right? And I work, I work with an assistant and I work with multiple assistants at the time. But, you know, in, in Vegas, it's not uncharacteristic for us to see, you know, 20 guests in a day, 17, 20 guests in a day. Now, how can you do that? Now, I can do that with the restrictions. The reason why is because the pace. But the pace is something that, that is the equalizer, right? So, Jay, if you're a hairdresser and you have pace and you do anywhere from 10 to 15 guests a day, and I do five guests a day, that means for every year that you work, 
you have three times the experience that I have if I work a year too. Does that make oh, sense? Right. Yep. So I think that this is a part that, that is huge. And, and I'm not just going to shout this out and then not give a solution. So in our industry, we are coddled. We are excused away. All our guests are like, oh, you know, it's just a hairdresser. We just run over. Kind of like, a, like we need to stand up and say, like, if a guest has an appointment at one o'clock, we need to honor their time. If you don't honor their time, what's going to happen is someone else will. It's like uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot said. He said <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, uh, that they, they hit him and I roll, uh, pulled up quick to get with him, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. If you're, if yes. you're in that spot, you got to be, you got to understand that there's always going to be a Sir Mix-a-Lot in your town. Like if you're going to mistreat a guest, I'm going to be in the mall. I'm going to be mm. at the store. There's going to be another hairdresser at the store that's going to be like, yo, maybe I don't cut hair as well, but I will make sure that you get to your kid's soccer game. Mm. Yep. Here, here's the solution, right? Because the solution is system. Because, and this is what hairdressers fight. Number one is the, the pace. They fight pace because they say, I'm a perfectionist. No, you're just slow. And the easiest way to be the stinky kid is to be slow. And the only kid who doesn't know they're the stinky kid, guess who it is, Jay? The stinky kid. Yeah. Right? So all these hairdressers yeah. become the stinky kid because they're slow, but it's not their fault. We were allowed to do this over years and years and years. And the reason why, one of the biggest uh, uh, challenges is system. Hairdressers buck system because they think it's going to take away their art. It doesn't take away their art. It helps them to be more efficient because if we could look at it as an industry this year, if we could look at it, step out of being an artist and start being consistent. And if you could be consistent in your business, your guest will be so happy because they don't care. They don't care if they're an art form on the head, right? Yeah. They care that they get to Johnny and Susie's baseball or football game or get home to their kids again or with covid get out of your salon quicker mm, yes because wow. i think that is like more of a reality especially now with me being behind the chair a lot more you know in la it's that there's even more time constraints for our guests coming in because they're juggling everything else as well and they don't want to be in a room i don't know about you but for me i don't want to be in a room for five hours with someone because I'm thinking like, um, does she cough? Like, right. All these things are going through my mind. And I love that you talked about pace and I loved how you talked about it's not, don't cop out and be a perfectionist, right? That's not what it is. It's just moving and shaking and working into that. And I do want to dig a little bit deeper yes, into go. this. Go. And I want to ask, okay, so now in our world, right? What we have experienced, a lot of people are working at 25 to 50% less capacity, right? So we understand pace, all of that, credibility, getting through it. Mm -hmm. How can they thrive and grow? What are some tips to say, okay, yes, you're 25 to 50%, you know, less capacity in your salon, but you can still raise the bar what are the, what does that look like? Well, I think there's a couple of things, right? And so when you're looking at 25 to 50% capacity, you're also looking at what they're doing is they, they're running a ratio of one hairdresser to one hairdresser. So if you are working with an assistant, which I would suggest every single person in the industry, if you are a hairdresser, you need to work with an assistant. The reason why, because if not, your education will die with you. And if yes. it dies with you, then it, it, there's no reason for you to go get it. So it's teaching up that next generation. 
Well, let me tell you this about uh, the, the, um, the efficiency. Let me give you some examples. Okay. I have a, a guest named Ann Masters. Okay. Ann Masters, highlight, haircut, all over glaze. Um, or uh, highlight uh, base color, all over glaze, conditioning treatment, haircut, um, blow dry, 55 minutes. What? From walking in the door to walking out the door. I, I have a, a guest, um, Lynn, uh, Lynn, Lynn and uh, Hemmingson, and Lynn Hemmingson, all over base, uh, highlights, haircut, conditioning treatment, out the door, hour 15, from the time that she walks in. Guys, there's a way to be able to do this. And what we did is we created a system. And I mean, I don't believe I've ever talked to you about this system, but we created a system. This is what our whole company works in. We broke down all the three positions that you stand as a hairdresser, and there's only three of them. We broke down the elevations for the haircutting. There's only three of them. We broke down the arm angles. There's only three of them. We broke down the, uh, the uh, uh, points of reference on the face and the body. There's only four of them. Um, you know, we, we looked at all these things and we said, how can we systemize where you will not have to think anymore? And what it'll do is, number one, it'll build your confidence, right? Yes. It'll build your competence, right? Your competence, because once you understand and know that all I have to do, literally, like Nina, if I was cutting your hair and I was cutting the left-hand side of your head, which this is my left hand, you're looking in the mirror part of mm -hmm. it, but this is my left-hand side. If I was cutting the left-hand side, I would be standing in a number three. I would use medium elevation. My elbow would be uh, high and my uh, fingers would be low. I'd use a 70% uh, scissor that I actually created. And I would nail your long layers every single time within my sleep. But most yeah. professors think that if they create a consistent product, then they have sold out. They need to create the art. So I want to give you those examples, first of all. But I, what we did is we created a, a four-set uh, system of, of scissors. And I'm not here to sell you scissors, but I'm telling you that, like, I've got a 20%er, a 50%er, and a 70%er. And guess how much they take out? 20, 50, and 70. And I know exactly how to use them, why to use them, and we've got a system, and we teach every single one of the stylists on it. So if you walk in in Chicago, and you've got your hair done in Carlsbad or in Las Vegas, that stylist can call and say, hey, I was standing in a number two with a medium elevation, I used a 20, wow. I hit, 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 and you'll get the exact same product every single time. Wow. Most hairdressers are scared of this. And the reason why they're scared of it is because they won't be, their art won't be as important. But I can tell you this, when you get to a point where your technique is so solid, the true you can come out. Mm, wow. I look at you, Jay, I watch you. I watched you in the last time. Like you are so comfortable on the mic, Nina, you're so comfortable on the mic. You guys are the best in the industry at doing this. That's why you have such a following that you do. But the reason why is because honestly, there's nothing that can come at you that you would be scared of. And you can truly be yourself on the mic, Nina and, and, and Jay. You could be yourself, and that's the difference. But if you're focused on the technique the whole time, you won't connect with the guest. And if you don't connect with the guest, it sure. doesn't matter if you have 50% capacity, 25%. So yes. here, here we go. I want you as a hairdresser out there, if you're listening, you need to, you need to work on your pace, but your pace will come from your system. And you need to find someone. Now, I'm not saying that mine's the only system, but literally, like, I, there's only one reason why a person would work with me. And there's a lot of people who, who uh, you know, I, I'm not a coach for every single person, but I'm all a coach for one type of person because I only produce one thing, just one. And it's results. That's it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, you do not come to me unless you want to be better. 
And I could tell you, honest to God, with, with no, no qualms about it, I can help you to have more pace. And I can get your focus off the technique and get it onto the thing that matters the most, which is the guest. And if you can get it focused on the guest, then the 25 or 50% capacity, if you really truly respect their time, like we got cut in half that way too, but because we work so efficiently, we actually didn't see a drop in revenue. We saw increase. Wow. Mm. So I would look at, this is, what, this is the, the part that I'll finish with in this part of it. We could go deeper if you want to, because I can stay on this all day. I'm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm it but what I'm saying is, is there a thing called filler moves? And the filler move, every hairdresser has them. I'm going to show you what a filler move is. Now, these obviously aren't haircut and scissors. But every hairdresser in the world, I watch them. Okay, so I'm going to flip these around like I was holding them like a regular one. And they go like this. They comb the hair, then they comb the hair, then they comb the hair, and then they comb it, and then they hold it up, and then they comb it again. And then they comb it again. <laughs> and they comb it again. Yep. And they keep combing it. And then when they get done with the bob, you know what they do? They shake it. Shake it. <laughs> And then they turn upside down, Jay, and they look at it upside down and they shake it again and they look at it upside down. And you know what it does? Nothing except waste. Yeah. Anything that you do does, that does not get you closer to your desired result is a filler move. And what we did, and watch this, this is crazy. Get your pen out real quick. And oh, I already have it. Get your pen out. I watch people highlight and I watch them waste money every single foil that they do. The reason why most hairdressers, uh, uh, waste 15 seconds on each foil. If you put 100 foils into the head, 100 foils at 15 seconds, it's 15,000 seconds. 15,000 seconds is about 12 minutes. Mm. Let's call it 15. If you have eight clients in a day, 15 minutes times eight is two hours. Two hours could be two clients. One client could be 100 bucks. Two clients would be 200 bucks. 200 times five days in a week is 1,000. 1,000 times 50 weeks in a year is $50,000 a year that you will lose if you wow. spend 15 extra seconds on a foil. Does it matter? Absolutely 100%. If you take 50% of that, whether you're a booth renter or you're in commission, 50% of... 50,000 is 25,000. That's $2,000 a month. That is a Bentley in your driveway that you could be driving because you saved a little bit of time on one foil. Does it matter? Yes, it does. Every little ounce matters. Everything is thought out. And I, like a lot of people don't want to, uh, there's been hairdressers that haven't wanted to work around me because guys, like everything is planned. Everything. And masters, to be able to do it in 55 minutes, I know exactly where I'm standing. I know exactly what tool I'm going to use. I know exactly when I'm moving to number one, number two, number three, and I move with it, Adam. It's, it's almost like a ballet. Mm -hmm. And do you think that the ballet or on Broadway, do you think they just go out and wing it? Nope. Or do you think they know their spots, they're marked on the floor? And I tell you guys, honestly, like if you're not looking at your system that way, I mean, every time a right-hander, and you'll, you'll understand this, and you come and uh, you know, get a chance to be able to work with you a little bit, but every right-hander should stand in a number three when you highlight. Otherwise, you're going to cause pain in your uh, sciatic, ner sciatic nerve. 
But we looked at this over time and how could we do this? We created a, a recognizable pattern in every single woman's hair where I could pick up the exact same pieces on cue and only color the base. Why is this important? So I don't have to go in and low light because I didn't over highlight her in the first place. And most hairdressers realize I want to encourage all of you. So many of you watch techniques on Instagram, but that is not real clients that are being done. Those are models being paid to be able to sit in those people's chairs for hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. Real hairdressing, most of the time, is not filmed because the people are actually doing the work. Yeah. Wow. Shit. I feel like I need to sit up straight. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm in school right now. <laughs> right. Or church. One of the two. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, for me, that that's uh, like, and this is this has attracted some people. But it's you know, there's some people that say, "Oh no, that's not what I want." I'm just saying that's why I'm when I when I work with somebody. Like, I want to know, do you want to get to the root of it? Do you want to get to the right. root of it? If you don't, then there's no reason for me to waste my time. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to waste your time either. Sure. If you, if you want to, you know, feel a little bit better about, you know, all the things that you do, I'm not, not your guy. Like, yeah. But I think that as a, uh, as a community, if we really, really, truly care for people, right, we'll help them to be their best. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, so true. And you know what, as you're saying all of this, I'm absorbing this information and I'm thinking of it on a number standpoint, right? So as you're breaking down the time and the foil, like I always say, every dollar counts, right? You're saying every foil counts, right? So I'm like equating this in my, my brain. And as I'm breaking down, when I'm talking to salon owners or stylists and breaking down their numbers and goal setting and what they want to achieve per year in terms of sales and breaking it down so small, like to the day and how many clients you need to see per day, that's basically what you're doing on the technique side of it. And you're so yeah. basically is saying to a salon owner, independent artist, if you're, you're struggling a little bit with your revenue or your profit, it's taking a, looking, taking a look at those systems in terms of how you're doing hair and thinking of it as a numbers standpoint and breaking down and setting those goals for yourself on how much money you want to make, but now turning it into more of looking at the technique and how you can save time and then obviously make more money. So that's kind of where I, where I started to go with that whole thing. And I, who I'm blown away because you're in my group, um, Kelly, my salon owners group, the private group that I have on Facebook. And um, if you're not in the group, by the way, it's called the Successful Salon Leader. Hop in there. We have about 1,900 amazing salon owners, kind, caring souls that really want to help each other grow. And I did a poll on there and I asked them which area they're struggling in. This was just a week ago. And they yeah. said, hiring new stylists and making a profit in their business. And so we kind of dove into the profit side of it a little bit. You went into the, you know, working less capacity and all of those things. I want to know more about, because this is always a thing. How do we find new stylists? I can probably say the majority of owners that I have coached, they're always having a very hard time attracting new stylists. And now it's different with COVID. Now there's like another layer to it, right? So Salon owners are looking for new stylists. Uh, where should they be looking for new stylists? How are they attracting these new stylists? Where are they coming from? How do we look at things a little bit differently as we're moving forward to bring on not just any team member, but team members that fit your brand, your core values, and your mission for your business? Because there's a difference. I could probably go out and find stylists to come work in my business like today, right? But they may not be a fit. So can you kind of go into that a little bit? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think 
I think the biggest, um, the biggest thing for me is, um, I want to, I want to move back just a second if it's, mm-hmm. uh, if it's okay. Sure. When, when you said that the stylists are, are creating goals for themselves, mm-hmm. that you're helping them to get there. What I would suggest every one of you is honestly, like get with a coach like a Nina and have Nina set your goals based off of what she sees as possible. Because you setting your goals as a hairdresser is the same as me going to my nine-year-old son and being like, yo, what do you think, uh, you know, what do you think your budget should be? He doesn't know. He has no idea. Most hairdressers are really good at hair. um, But most hairdressers, as I work in this business more and more, they don't realize how awesome they are. Mm-hmm. They don't realize how valuable they are. Sure. And a person like you, Nina, that's a, a coach at the level that you are, you need to get with a Nina and have her set your goals. And when I did, I, 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 I worked with a girl named uh, Megan. And Megan, she's going to listen to this. She works in, she lives in Tecumseh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Megan had set her own goals. She was doing $325 a day at her, her highest day, which was awesome. She lived in an 8,500 person town. And you can mm-hmm. imagine $325 in service was phenomenal. When I came in, I got a chance to work with them. Within the first hour, I did the calculations on what she should be able to do. And I said, based off of my numbers, you should be doing anywhere from $1,000 to $1,250 a day. Mm. She threw her notebook down, told her mom, never hire me again, and that she didn't like me. Mm. You know what she just texted me the other night? What? I just did a $1,250 day and over $260 in take home wow. in 8,500 person town. She works three days a week and she's the breadwinner in her family for yeah. over three kids. Amazing. I, it's, but you got to get around people who see something mm-hmm. greater in you, right? Sure. So let's go to this. Okay. Imagine this, Nina. Imagine you're in the dating game, mm. right? Okay. You're in the dating game. I know you're not in the dating game. Uh, Jay, I know you're not in the dating game, but I'm going to use up. Yes, exactly. I saw that chain on your neck, right? So, okay, Nina, if you're in the dating game right now, Mm -hmm. and I was your girl, and I was like, yo, we're looking for a man. And I said, "This, this is a simple thing. You need to go out and find a husband. Like, you're single. You ain't got nobody. Okay. We're going to go out to the bar tonight. You need to find a husband. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you two weeks to find a husband. That ain't going to work. Mm. I, think sometimes. That, I think that what we need to do is sometimes we need to change the terminology and we need to be realistic in this situation. Okay. Salon owners are looking for stylists. That would be the same thing as a single person going out looking for a husband that's mm. already five years into, like, I want a husband that's already five years seasoned. Mm. You're gonna, yeah, are you kidding me? You're going to get a guy who has another wife. <laughs> And how's that relationship going to work? It ain't going to work. And that's the reason why most hairdressers or salon owners that go after stylists get into relationships with people who are bouncing around every which way as opposed to growing them. Mm. You're never going to find a stylist. The only way that you're going to do it is grow the person and the growing the person is going to take time. And so I want to tell you this, and I know everybody's super excited right now, January 1st and like, oh yeah, it's 2021. Seriously, scratch it off your calendar. Scratch it off your calendar. Start looking at spring 2022. Because if you don't, what you're going to realize is that you're going to be working for today as opposed to looking down in the future. Mm. You should be looking at spring 2022. That's when it's time. Get prepared in 2021. Stick your head down. Don't promote yourself during this time and be like, yo, we're raring back and I'm going to change the world. No, you're not. You're going to get your butt kicked into 2021. 
but that's okay. If you know you're about to get your butt kicked, all it is is training. Yes. It's just training, right? So as salon owners, what I would suggest doing is, you know, the the best place to find a a stylist for your business is in a school. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I would do, and this was, this was crazy, this is what my staff got mad at me and some of them quit because of, is I, I would not look at just beauty school. I'd look at the elementary schools. I'd look at the middle schools and I'd look at the high schools because if you're a great example in your community and I'm involved in the, uh, the elementary school, I can't go in as much because of COVID and all this stuff. Right. Every kid in, that, uh, in my kid's class, you know what they all got? They all got the, the mask with our logo on it. Mm. Every kid in my kids' class and in the school, you know, I, I gave away skateboards last year and the kids are riding around with skateboards with the salon uh-huh. on. The reason why I'm doing this is because I want a kid in kindergarten or first grade to think it's cool to be a hairdresser. And then when he goes to be a hairdresser, guess who he's thinking about going? This is a long-term investment, wow. which is not going to be very popular today because everyone's like, oh, how can I post mm-hmm. today and get a million followers like Jay? Well, Jay... <laughs> Jay has been working. Jay has been at it. Jay has been up in the lab doing things at night and in the morning when none of you guys are awake. And that's the reason why he has the following that he does. The reason why Nina has 1900 on that uh, salon group is because you've been working while everybody else was talking about it. Mm. Take 2021. Do not promote anything. Work hard. Like work hard. Just, just, we we said it, we said it like like this. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Shut your mouth. Wow. Just work hard and go to the elementary schools, go to the middle schools, go to the, uh, the, the high schools, go to youth groups and then don't go and try and find the best kid at the beauty school. Because by that time, that kid is already a spent check. But imagine if that kid touched you in middle school and then went to high school and said, I want to be a hairdresser. And then when they went through, when they went to hair school, they went because they wanted to work with you. I've got a girl, Tatiana, that works in my company right now. That's one of the top performers in our Las Vegas location. And when she was in middle school, her grandma used to come in and get her hair done. She was treated so well that she went through high school and her only focus was going to hair school and getting a job with us. And you know what she did? She got a job with us and I work with her every six weeks. She's my personal assistant. Uh, and she's one of the top uh, stylists on the floor there in Vegas. And she's growing in leaps and bounds. She fits the culture. Why? Because we raised her up in it from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That gave me chills. Wow. Please, absolutely. Please don't. Like if you're thinking, like, honestly, like don't go out and try and get a husband that already has all these traits. This is what salon owners do. Can I tell you the cycle of hairdressing real quick? Sure. I think we talked about it before, but um, okay. We're all happy in the salon. All three of us work in the salon. Mm-hmm. We're really happy. Nina owns the salon. Jay and I, yes. we're real happy too. And then uh, Nina does something that just rubs me the wrong way. So I go in the back room and I tell Jay, yo, Jay, you and my, me are boys. We don't need Nina anymore. She's taking all our money. Let's yes. go down the street. So then Jay and I, and I say, you know what? I'm going to open a salon. You're coming with me, Jay. Jay, come with me. We're going to do this. We don't need Nina. And Jay's like, I didn't think Nina was that bad, but you know what? <laughs> my boy, so we're in the back room and this is where bad stuff happens. Yep. So I'm going to go with you. So let's go. Yeah. Screw Nina. We're going down the street. We go down the street. We open up. Now I'm the owner. And Jay finds a new friend. And guess what happens? That becomes his boy. He starts talking in the back room. And then Jay becomes a salon owner down the street. And then over and over and over and over. Oh and I challenge God. every single one of the salon owners out there, check a five-mile radius and ask, me, ask yourself if there's a salon owner in a five-mile radius that used to work in your salon. Ooh. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's a cycle. 
And what I want you to realize is that most of the time the kids don't go and do it better. Yeah. Right. They don't go and do it better. So don't pick an apple from the barrel, guys, or the ground. Pick it from yeah. the pick it from wow. the tree and grow them. That's what I would suggest. That's oh my goodness. And you know what really hit me? I, I want to say this real quick before I forget, because it really it kind of hit me in my heart a little bit. Because when you're saying forward thinking, right? Think about 2022. My mentors, I mean, they have been my mentor since I'm 19 years old, one of them since past, but Robin has been my mentor since I'm, no, how old was I? 19, 19 years old. So it's been, I don't even know how long, math can't do it right now. But however, it's been 20 some years. And I remember her and Ray always saying to me, as a leader, you have to see the furthest into the horizon. So while all this shit is going on, you know, people are running around and carrying on and there's chaos, you need to be still and you need to start planning for the next year and the next year. And you're seeing the long-term vision of your business. And I took that to heart when I opened my salon and thinking, okay, I need to plan ahead here, right? And listen, I made a lot of mistakes in my business, but I really tried to think of the vision further down the line and not get really like stuck in the everyday, like, okay, we, and putting out fires and doing this and doing that. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? And where are we going to be in the next year? What does the vision look like? The three-year vision, the five-year vision, what does this look like? So when you said that, that's what it reminded me of. And I think that a lot of times what happens in our business for the owners is that they're so busy working in it that they forget to work on it. And that's why they can't keep up with the pace that you just mentioned of looking forward and looking ahead into their next year or two. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And I think this is going to be so eye-opening. The husband scenario was, is really true. You know, I believe that you have to uh, coach and train and nurture and really encourage and inspire your team. They're like babies. You know, I always used to think of my kids, my kids, my team, when I would bring them in, they're like babies. And then they grow up to be little chickens and then they grow up to be, you know, little birds. And then pretty soon they start to fly on their own and then they're okay. Right. Not that they, they were always under my wing, but they were more, they had more freedom. Right. And so I think if we think about it that way, um, that's the spin on the investment. Like you have to invest, but here's a curveball. I got one for you, Kelly. Ready? <laughs> here's the, here's the other thing that I hear all the time. I would love to invest in my team. I would love to hire people that I want to, you know, it's coming. I would love to invest in them, but why am I going to invest in people when they're going to turn around and leave me and work in a suite or go open up their own salon? You're laughing because you know the shit is true, but what is your answer to that? Because I have my own. Well, people, people are always like, why would I train them and they're going to leave? Sure. Don't train them and they'll stay. Mm -hmm. Is that what you want? Is that what you want in your salon? You want a non-trained uh, group of people that, that stick around? Right. You don't. And so I, I think that it's, it's the, big, the big part of it is most of the time salon owners, as, as, and I'm one of them, we're not intentional on what we want from the beginning. Mm -hmm. We get halfway through and then we're like, oh yeah, I want a profit. No, you should think about the profit at the beginning of the month. Right. Yeah. You should choose your profit at the beginning of the month and pay yourself. It's called uh, reverse uh, bottom line accounting. Reverse bottom line accounting, meaning that you say, okay, when I start at the beginning of the month, 
if I want to profit 10% and 10% on my business, I do $100,000 a month. So the first 10%, meaning the first $10,000 that walks through the door goes in my account, nobody else's. And then I deal with the 90,000 to be able to pay all my bills. And if I can't pay my bills, I need to cut in different areas. Right. But we do opposite. We just do uh, trickle down mm-hmm. uh, bottom line accounting. Meaning that we're like, we hope and pray and every uh, hairdresser, no matter what they think, they're all going to be Christian at some point because they're going to be calling on sweet baby Jesus at the end of the month, wondering how their rent is going to be paid. And what I would suggest is I would choose, and I didn't do this for a long time. I'm not doing this from a judgment standpoint, but what I would say is, is honestly, like, think about your team or think about your, your salon, like a a college football team, right? You have them for two to four years. Mm right? And does Nick Saban in Alabama say, well, I'm never going to train these kids because then they're going to go to the pros. No, he trains them up and guess what happens? People become so dependent on the system itself that every kid coming out of high school playing football wants to play at Alabama. Why? Because they're winners. And when you look at these kind of things and when you train at a high level, it gives people the, uh, the uh, incentive to want to stick around. And if they don't, that's okay. But most of the time, what I've found is every single one of the people that have quit my company didn't quit the company. They quit me because I made mistakes. Mm-hmm. I made a lot of mistakes. I'm learning. I get stories yeah. from them. And then I do what I told you guys before. Shit. Like, <laughs> get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm supposed to learn I've lesson. totally been there. Lesson in this. Yeah. But what I would suggest is is invest in, invest in the kids. But also, I think that you need to step aside for a second when I talk about pace. To gain pace, you need to slow down. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Slow down and be intentional. Be intentional. We've got three places to stand when we cut. That's all. There's only three. You're not allowed to go anyplace else. Actually, a hairdresser cannot go anyplace else but the three. There's only three elevations. You know what they are? Low, medium, and high. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So slow down. Be intentional. And by being intentional, you will take out the filler moves. And when you take out the filler moves, what will happen is people will be so attracted to your system. Why? Because we can give you a consistent result. And, I mean... I don't know you guys' work. I've never got a chance to work with you in the salon, but I guarantee you, I would bet my life on it that if you gave me 40 hours with both of you, I could get you twice as much of production. Mm. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm not saying that because I'm, yeah. I'm the guru. I'm just saying, like, what I focus on is the small little things that stop a hairdresser from being successful. Mm-hmm. And most yeah. of the time it has very, 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 very little to do with artistic ability. It has the, uh, like most hairdressers are just freaked out. They get into a highlight, they get lost. They get into a haircut, they get lost. Yep. And they freak out and they start sweating and then they just get off the time and then they just run their mouth and they because they're so freaked out. And then, the guest doesn't ever want to step foot in the place again. And then you know yeah. who they go to, what they go do? They go tell 10 people. Mm-hmm. For me, I've never passed out a business card in my entire life. I do not pass out business cards. I've never promoted my business. I've never asked people to come into the salon ever. I believe that's my client's job if I do my wow. job. Mm. If I do my job, 
and I create an evangelist. That evangelist is out spreading the gospel of me. And now I get to spend time with my family while they're out there promoting my business. Wow. Whew. I am winded yes. all of that <laughs> in a very good way, right? Yes. I feel like let's kind of pivot and dive into this a little bit because I think this is important as we're moving into the new, the new year because things have shifted. You know, aside from going out and attracting new business, what are some areas that salon owners, suite owners, renters can look within their business? Because I'm real big yes. on, like I always talk about, your business can be fixed internally first before we go external, right? Absolutely. So maybe like one or two areas that you think are key right now as we're moving into this new year that they could really focus on to grow their business, build their business. And uh, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, looking externally to attract new guests. What would you suggest? Well, I think number one, uh, you're the best coach at this in the industry, Nina. And yes. it's Aww. helping people to look at Thank their you. business of what they have. And it costs so much less to keep a guest than it does to go get a new one. Sure. And yes. I tell you, like, Instagram's amazing. I like Instagram. I use it all the time and stuff like that. But these kids out there that are saying, hey, DM me and I'm going to do your hair. I don't want that person. That's like playing Russian roulette in a dating game. Can you imagine right. like, shaking yeah. dice, dice and being like, yo, uh, number seven, like everyone in the world has a number. <laughs> yeah. And you shake the dice and you're like, bam, I hit a seven. Okay, seven has to come in and I have to be with them for the next six months. That is craziness. I want to choose the type of guest that I have, right? And so building from within, I think is good. But I would say the number one thing that most people do not um, – focus on it's the 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 part that the that people kind of uh, and especially with hairdressers i mean we have the tendency to overlook the the obvious we really do the reason why is because think about this jay yeah in banking if you do something an investment and you make money at it what would you do after you made money like if you did this system and this system made you $100,000 and then you did that system again and it made you $100,000, then you did that system again and it made you $100,000, what would you do on the fourth time, Jay? I would do it again. Okay, this is a hairdresser. I did this thing and it worked. So now I'm going to try and find something new, shiny. <laughs> That's exactly yes. the opposite of that. <laughs> yes, I would just keep doing it. It was working. <laughs> like, let's go. Jay, by the time I was 30, uh, by the time I was 30 years old, uh, well, 32. So by the time I was 30, 34 years old, because the first time I cracked 100,000 was uh, 23 and a half, almost 24. From the time I was 24 to the time I was 34, I made over a million dollars doing one technique as a haircut. One. One. Yeah. One. Every time. Different head, different curl pattern, different texture. Guess what? It turned out signature on each and every person. But the reason why I did it is because it worked. Mm -hmm. When hairdressers find something and it works, we look for something else. Get your system down. Yeah. Be able to call on it. And it's not a system until it's written down. 
It's just simply an idea. But this is the one thing that hairdressers overlook. Whoa, Kelly. Shampoo better. Shampoo better. Shampoo better. I'm saying, Nina, I got a very beautiful wife. If you let me shampoo you, your life would be different. If Tatiana shampooed you in Vegas, your life would be different. If Frank shampooed you, you'd be wanting to marry brother. Jay, you said that you were locked up, but if you got your head shampooed, <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that's the key because your hair doesn't change when you get shampooed. Your length doesn't change. Your color doesn't change. Your texture doesn't change. But you know what changes? All the love in the room. Mm. Yep. And it's the one thing that nobody's focusing on. Yeah. And I want to say something really quick with you. I agree because I built, when I opened a salon in Dayton, Ohio, after six weeks of living there, guess where I focused? Shampoo bowl. That lather launch experience that built my business. We slowed down. We gave them that experience. And so I agree. And Nina just got my shampoo. Shampoo. So I'm about to go to Vegas with Nina. We're about to get a shampoo at Kelly Cardenas, and then we're gonna learn some lessons. So let's it's go. It's so true. I when I went to Jay's to get my uh, my color done, I had, and I've talked about this before, and this was just maybe a month ago, but I had yeah. one of the best shampoo experiences. It was 25 minutes long, okay, and it was Jay's assistant, Jamesy. And Jay, they tag teamed my ass and they hooked me up with the best shampoo experience that I honestly actually got to relax and forget about everything that was going on for 25 minutes. And I don't do that often because my mind doesn't shut off. So for me, I'm like, and I've been thinking about it and I don't even think I told Jay this, but I'm like, I wonder when I could go back there and just get a shampoo. Like when yeah. can I just roll in? Because it's, it's in my mind and Jay's my best friend. So if you think about it from a client's perspective, like I'm thinking about it as him being, you know, my best friend, but from a client's perspective, if they're thinking about that and they're dying to get back in, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Kelly. Because yes, that's... so important. I agree with you 100%. Wow. So everyone listening, wake it up. And what I would say to, to, uh, to the people out there too is it, it's, it's a system too. Yes. I think, of, I think of it like I'm a DJ in a club, right? So a DJ in a club ain't playing the bangers right when you walk in. Yep, he's going to ease you in. Yes, ease yes. you in. And then yes. in the middle of the time while you're at the club, the bangers hit and everybody's there. And, you just get in. <laughs> and then what he does at the end of the night, he slows you back down and blows you, uh, your butt back to sleep so you could go hook up with whoever you've met. <laughs> yes. But also this, Nina, is what we, what we uh, coined within the salon was we uh, coined a 25-minute shampoo in five minutes. Because yeah. what this is, is you know this in a relationship, Jay, you know this with your man too, is it's not how long your man touches you, it's how your man touches you. Mm. Say it louder for the people in the back. And so what, what I want you to understand, all of you out there, this is not a put the token in and go through the car wash. Yeah. Chugga, 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 chugga. Mm. Saying, we turn on some Maxwell, we turn on some Erica Badu, we turn on a candle. And when you get to a point, honestly, like when you get to a point where like, it's the only place 
the only place that a woman will ever let anyone outside of their significant other see them with their hair wet. Yep. It's the only place. As a woman, you do not go to the pool with someone you don't know. You do not answer the door <laughs> with wet hair on the first date. That's not going to happen. The only two people that see a woman with her hair wet is her man mm. and her hairdresser. And that's the most vulnerable place that a woman will be. And if you can take them to a completely other planet, hit the shoulders, hit the neck, hit the head, it don't even matter. Jay, you know what I did for the first eight months Tell of, me. of my career? I cut one length hair. You want to know why? because I didn't know how to cut layers. And you know what they asked me? What do you think layers would look like? And I'd be like, they wouldn't look good on you. Why? Because I couldn't cut. <laughs> yeah. I'd be shampooing like a mug back in that background. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't even, I never yeah. even highlight in high air school, but it don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. It's the way that they feel. Most women don't get that amount of time. So if you could spend the time on the shampoo, and you can lock in what, again, then you create an evangelist. The ultimate, the holy grail is getting your guests. And a lot of people are like, my guests love me. They may mm -hmm. love you, but are they offering up conversation about you? That's an evangelist. An evangelist is out there preaching the gospel of you without anybody prompting them. A brand ambassador is someone that if they ask, like a person says, oh, where'd you get your hair done? Oh, Jay did. Oh, Nina did. Oh, Kelly did. But a brand evangelist is looking for ways to turn the conversation into talking about their hairdresser. And I know, Jay, the way that you are, I know that your guests are out there talking about like, oh, you eat Subway? Well, Jay eats Subway. You know who Jay is? <laughs> My hairdresser. Let me talk to you about that. <laughs> I know that's happening. I want, I'm your evangelist. I just get to hang yeah. out with a very small Thank amount of time. I love it. But listen, I'm so fired up about this podcast. I, you just give me life and my cheeks hurt mm -hmm. so bad right now that I'm going to have locked jaw. So <laughs> I'm all about it though. But listen, I want to, I want to ask this question. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's real. How has, okay, ready for this? How has 2020 changed the industry? Kelly, for the better. And what can we expect moving forward? You talked about putting your head down and working. Make sure the people listening really understand what that means. So how did 2020 change the industry for the better? And then what does it mean moving forward? I, th I think that 2020 and this, you know, I think it really is going to separate the, the, the men from the boys, mm -hmm. uh, the women from the girls, and uh, it's going to uh, expose people who are really serious about doing what they're doing. Yeah. And I think that's good for the industry. I think it's awesome for the industry. I think that it's amazing because what I've, what I've not liked for a long time has been like, yo, um, you know, millennials, millennials, uh, millennials don't have any work ethic. Oh, millennials are entitled. Now, millennials are the first people to go through something like this. So all you, you old school people who are talking about, oh, I trudged through the, uh, the, the snow both ways uphill. You know what? You didn't have to work with masks. You didn't have to do all this stuff. These kids are getting forged. But what it is doing too is it's helping to be able to separate. And what it did for me is it exposed all the places that I was really, really bad. Yeah. Like, it exposed that because, I mean, 
as you go along, if you hang out with people who love you, a lot of times they cover your challenges. They cover those things. That's awesome. Yep. But a lot of times we don't get realistic looks at ourselves. And, and for me, it gave me a realistic look at myself. And, and there was places that I could get better. There's places that I could be more sensitive to people. There's places that I, you know, that I took for granted guess, you know, or took for granted time. Yeah. And I think that that's what it's doing. And I think that you're going to see that. And I hope this. Um, and I want to be a part of this, and I think both of you guys are doing this, is it's helping people to really focus on what really, truly, truly matters. And that's building your, now, I'm going to say this, but there's a, there's a back end to it, because everyone's going to cheer when I say this one thing. And they're going to be like, oh, that's what, uh, that's what I, I, I wanted. But hear the whole thing. The first thing is, is build your business around your life. Don't live, build your life around your business. If you're a master at what you do, until you become a master at what you do, work your butt off and don't talk about it. Mm. All the people who are elite athletes, you never see them doing all the workout. You see them perform on Sunday or Saturday or whenever they play the game. But most of the people in our industry, what I notice is every time they do a push-up, they want to shout it at the top of their lungs to everyone in the world. Look, I just did one push-up. Let's be quiet as an industry and get better and get better. Because I believe that we, we, we need to give to the people that have provided the type of lifestyles that we have. I mean, really, what do we do? We make people's hair shorter, we make it longer, and we sell soap. That's all we do. And people that are evangelists of Jay, people that are evangelists of Nina, have allowed us the opportunity to be able to have a phenomenal living and be in one of the best industries in the whole entire world. So this year, in 2021, Let's honor that and honor that by being true craftsmen, by going back and looking at your cutting. Is your cutting honoring every single guest that walks in the door? Meaning, is there filler moves? If there's filler moves, you're wasting time and that means that you're not respecting that person's time. Is there filler moves in your color, in your styling, in all those areas? Let's get as efficient as possible and let's become true masters and craftsmen. And then we won't have to complain. Like all I heard when I was growing up in this industry was people don't treat us with all kind of respect because we're hairdressers and we're not just, you know, fly by night. The reason why people treated us that way is because there was a lot of people in our industry that acted that way. I believe we can be better. I believe we can focus in on people. I believe that we can build our, 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 uh, our business around our life. But again, if you're a young person, I'm not telling you to take Saturdays off and you know, not work only two hours and all these things. I'm saying pace, 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 pace. One of two things you can do to be a master. One, take a lot of time. Or two, do your craft a ton. See, when I started my podcast, I told uh, uh, Nina this the other day. When I started my podcast, what I said is I'm going to go hard to get 100 episodes. I'm going hard to get 100 episodes, and I'm not going to promote it much until I get 100 episodes. I don't even have 100 episodes yet. But since mid-April, I've got 76 in the can. 76 in the can with, uh, uh, I think, eight 
uh, seven or eight more. So I'm in the mid eighties right now. Get pace to you. You'll get better at it. Mm. Whatever you do, you'll get better at it. Take the time, get better in the dark. And then when the light shines on you, you'll be ready. Let's go. Wow. Very powerful. And so just true, honest. I mean, I know that Jay feels the same, but I could just talk to you forever. You're just a wealth of knowledge. You're as real as they come. And I yes. think that this is going to be so eye-opening for so many people. And uh, this is a beautiful business, but it's a hard business. And you really have to dedicate the time. You've got to dedicate the energy. You have to be committed in a way that is kind of like, you know, making sacrifices or compromises at some point, right? And then when you get to be that expert, you can kind of lay back a little bit, but it is that hustle and grind uh, that gets you there. And so I'm always moved by you and inspired by you. And thank you so much for sharing your truth and showing up today and really just knocking it out of the park. So grateful, honestly, like I feel like emotional a little bit, but then I also feel like I want to run around a block. Same, so I'm kind of like conflicted on how I feel, <laughs> but same. it's all good and positive. Yes. And so, um, yeah, thank you. Well, I want to, I want to thank both of you because what you're doing, you know, what you guys are doing for our industry is phenomenal. I mean, you're taking, you're taking your years and you're turning them into weeks for other people. And I yeah. think that is, I mean, it's, it's commendable. And I just, I want to encourage every salon owner out there, every stylist out there, every person that's thinking about being in the industry. Um, if you're a salon owner, all those aspects, I want to encourage you and realize that honestly, like there's not like things aren't that big of a deal. And I, I, I failed at this. I used to think that showing up on time was that big of a deal. I, I stuck to it like, Arr! Walk in faith, walk in faith that you know, like all the dreams that you have are going to happen. I guarantee you, because you wouldn't have the dream if it wasn't going to happen. Now, if you have like fantasies, that's different. Mm -hmm. But the true dreams that are put on your heart, they're going to come to uh, come into fruition. So walk in faith that you're, that those things are going to happen, but also be filled with grace, be filled with grace and give yourself grace every single day when you don't hit your goal. Because most of us, I could tell you this, this is not going to be something people want to hear either. Most of you are not going to hit your goals in 2021. Have grace. Yeah. Be okay. Be gentle with yourself. Be soft with yourself and realize that, you know what? You just went through a year that no one in the world, in the history of the world mm -hmm. went through. There is no way, no way on earth that we are going to be repaired by January 31st. Right. And don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that donates to the gym, meaning that on January 1st, right now, today, mm -hmm. that you say, New Year's resolution, I'm doing it all different. I'm going to change everything. I got a gym membership for everything and I'm eating gluten-free <laughs> no dairy. And then on January 2nd, you're just in again. And then January 3rd, you're like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go maybe later on today. And then on January 5th, then you're like, you know what? I need a cheat day. And by January 15th, you are donating to the gym because you're still paying your membership and you ain't going. Mm. Slow it down. Yeah. Walk through it. Spring 2022. Get prepared for it. Wow. Such good advice. Can you tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram so they can hit you up if they have questions or maybe they want to slide on into your DMs? <laughs> uh, at, at the real Kelly Cardenas and then uh, kellycardenas.com is the other one too. 
Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and, and tuning in to us on January 1. And hopefully you are feeling uplifted and you are feeling inspired and you're going to work on that pace and you're going to give yourself some grace and you're going to do all the things that we talked about today. So please make sure you follow our amazing sponsor at OligoPro on Instagram. Thank you, Oligo Professional, for supporting our podcast. Please follow my best guy at it's Mr. J Ladner on Instagram and myself at Nina Tulio. And if you learn anything from listening to this today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.